Chapter 112 Purity of Devotion Al-Ikhlas Say he, God, is one. Say that the one who is sought by all humans and by human nature is the one God. Why is the emphasis placed on informing the people that God is one? Did the Prophet ever remark that this was not the case? There is no evidence that the Prophet, even before Islam, was a polytheist. He was associated with the Hanifs, monotheists, whose lineage is traced to Abraham. As neither he nor the Muslims believed in polytheism, what lesson can be gained with this reminder that God is one? God, the eternally sufficient unto himself, i.e., perfect and complete. All-embracing, samad, means full, complete, perfect. Anything that does not have these characteristics is considered unfinished. But God is absolutely perfect, and his attributes are infinite in the sense that nothing can be added in terms of knowledge, wisdom, grandeur, divinity, mercy, forgiveness, honor, or anything else. How is this concept relevant and useful in our daily life? He neither begets nor was he begotten. Were the polytheists making such a claim, and what is the value of reading this verse now? Giving birth and being born are not limited to humans, for all creatures known to us produce their own kind. Even such inanimate objects as sedimentary or volcanic rocks undergo some type of transformation in the form of being subjected to high pressure and temperatures. Thus, they owe their present shapes to volcanic activity. Moreover, they are composed of various elements. Everything in our world has been begotten from something else or has helped produce other things. Even now, these rocks are very slowly being transformed into dust. Nature follows its path along the perpetual trail. Only God is free of this process. He is the first, the last, the manifest, and the hidden. Chapter 57, verse 3 And thus, Jesus Christ cannot be considered God's Son, and no human being may claim or be said to be in any way divine. And none is like unto him or his equal. No one has been, is, or will ever be like him. He has no partner or associate. No one shares even the smallest of divine tasks with him. Is such knowledge useful for us today, or was it meant only for the polytheistic Macans? They believed that the angels were God's daughters. Although Allah was the supreme master who created us, the world's affairs were managed by the angels. But if these claims were made by those long-ago polytheists, then why do contemporary Muslims have to be reminded of them? Given this reality, why are people encouraged to recite this chapter?